If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs, talk about songs, talk about songs. Hello, 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 listeners. We are Mark and Sarah, and we do talk about songs. To be more specific, I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and I am joined by the answer who is always in the form of my question. That is Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Hello. I'm going to make it a true daily double. Oh, I've been waiting my whole life to say that. Mm -hmm. So, folks, in case you're recently arrived to listening to this podcast, we are in the middle of our Weird Al versus Everybody season. This is episode nine, and we will be contemplating the Greg Kinn band's Jeopardy versus Weird Al's parody of same, I Lost on Jeopardy. Uh, I am joined in this endeavor by an actual Jeopardy contestant, uh, Mr. Mark Blankenship. We will get into that later, I think. Um, but first, I'd like to note two things. Number one, this, the standings currently are quite close. Weird Al has four points on the season and the field has three. Will this even things up? I doubt it, but there's only one way to find out, and that's to listen to the end. And the second thing is that if you are not on our Patreon, you are not hearing the whole season. You're only hearing half. You're only hearing odd-numbered episodes. There is drama. There are debates. Um, are, words like are, dramaturgical true. and liminal are thrown around, um, frankly, irresponsibly. <laughs> and uh, you can judge all of that for yourself at any level of support at patreon.com slash mastass. We would love to have you join us. Um, the season is a series of smaller journeys in the service of a larger one. And um, yeah, come on through. You'll also get to vote on these things at uh, the $6 level and above. So again, patreon.com slash mastass. Okay, Greg Kin Band. Uh, before we really get into this, what is your relationship with the original song, Jeopardy, Mark? I... You were like two and a half when this came out or something? Yeah, I will say I knew I lost on Jeopardy first, and mm -hmm. I can remember very specifically being shocked to realize that this was a parody of something. Mm. Yeah. Um, and for those who are looking for a little chart history on the Greg Kinn Band, this is the biggest hit that they ever had. It reached number two on the Hot 100, 
But I would posit, Sarah, that their best remembered hit is their other hit, which is the breakup song, parentheses, They Don't Write Them, which peaked at number 15 in 81. And it's the one that goes, ah, 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 That's like the thing about that song that you would remember, perhaps, because I feel like it's playing right now near the hot dog stand at a baseball field somewhere in this country. I, that could be true. But I was not aware that that was that song until you sang a break from it. So thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. My, I remember this song really well because for two reasons. First of all, I had forgotten about it until college when I started amassing those Billboard Top 10 of the Year tapes. And this was, of course, on the 1981 one. Um, and the other thing is that this video, which like it watching it now it's like it's so cheaply made and greg kin himself is like the just happy to be nominated accidental rock star of that <laughs> late 70s early 80s time where like mtv was just starting and you could still just look like a guy yes um and be a rock star but then this would be on and then fucking a duran duran song would be in the video rotation right after this and it's like well some shit's gonna change and Greg <laughs> yeah. Kinn better um get one of those little tear-off sheets it's like learn guitar with Greg because <laughs> this is not gonna happen um like he's a he's a perfectly cromulent looking male human just not he's not Simon LeBon who amongst us um but the video which came out in 81. I was like eight and a half, nine years old. And it was, there were like scary skeletons and skulls and shit. And you watch it now and it looks really cheap, but I still got that familiar, like, I don't want to look, but I also don't, like, I can't look away. Like it was just this creepy video when you were in grade school. Um, so there was like really a strong, I mean, Proustian is ridiculous, given the topic, but uh, yeah, it was like a very strong sense memory of being in a specific chair in a specific like weather sort of day in my parents' den and being like, I like the song, but I'm scared, but I can't look away. And they're there. They're holding hands. They died in there. Where's the door? Like, uh, I mean... I, I have a lot of feelings about Greg Kinn that even Mrs. Greg Kinn is like, you're taking this way too serious. Anyway, I've been talking for a while. What do you think? I ate a Madeline. I'm just now putting Proust to the, to, to the tune of this song. Uh, I do want to oh. know. <laughs> you made a really great point about Greg Kinn, perhaps reading the writing on the wall when Duran Duran and I, even like shirtless sweaty Billy Idol and his ilk mm-hmm. were coming up. So I learned in the process of researching this episode that Greg Kinn has gone on to a pretty successful career writing horror novels. Really? Because, you know, why not? <laughs> well, maybe His- he was inspired by the whole like cocaine nightmare zombie storyline in Jeopardy because... Maybe. I mean, honestly, maybe that was always part of him. Uh, In 1996, he was nominated for uh, an award for the novel Horror Show. It received a Bram Stoker Award nomination for Best First Novel. And then in 2013, he wrote a book called Rubber Soul, which Wikipedia describes as, quote, a murder mystery novel featuring the Beatles. And you know what? 
get in where you fit in. Good yeah. for you, Greg. Fuck yeah. Um. So Greg Kinn, not uh, not doing too shabby. Keeping it keeping it going. Keeping it moving. No, you got you got to diversify. That's just that's just life in these United States. I gotta say. And I would imagine that Greg Kinn has played on many many package tours featuring. Mm-hmm. Like Air Supply and 38 Special and whatever. I'm sure he's Steve done Miller that. Band. Absolutely. Oh God, yes, absolutely. And good for him. Now, shall we listen to a clip of Jeopardy before we move forward? Yeah, let's do it. It's still a banger, though. It is. I I know that um, a lot of songs like this uh, bumped into Michael Jackson's Thriller singles and just stalled out at number two. And this is one of them. I believe it was. um, I think this is one of many singles that uh, we would remember much better today if Beat It hadn't just like cut off all the oxygen and sunlight to every other song for like a year. Um, you are correct. It did, in fact, peak at number two behind Beat It in behind May Beat it. of 83. Yeah. And then it, yep. it was put in jeopardy by Beat It. Um, but the I love that guitar riff. I love that um, high falsetto on the chorus. I think that it's, uh, I mean, it's just like a straight ahead pop rock song with really good guitar riffs and some interesting it's like doing some interesting things with the um with the harmonies and the music line and um there's a lot of like early 80s sort of like i said coke paranoia happening in the whole production but and the song is a little too long and a little too like i'm really guitar guy who now isn't like the lead singer of this band also but here's this long riff at the end like n- no one asked um, but it's like, it's a really good, solid song and credit also to Greg Kinn for the kind of bad, but extremely committed puns of all their album titles. Kin Conspiracy. <laughs> so good. What was the other one? Kin, ki, uh, ki, not kindling. Although here I am giving that idea away. Continued. Contagious. Continued. That was the other one. Yeah. Citizen Kin. Citizen <laughs> oh my God. Wait, was that real? Yes, 1985. <laughs> Citizen Kin? I mean, you have to, though. That's awesome. Oh. Lo- I mean, I love that for him. And I also love that he um, leaped with both feet into the arms of Weird Al, Weird Al's version, even though this is such early Weird Al and you, it really sounds like it. You're You're going to hear for yourselves. Uh, but yeah, Greg Kinn was in the video for I Lost on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And that would, means that Greg Kinn was really ahead of the curve in terms of understanding the value of a Weird Al parody. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he helped show us the way. Uh, but that said, I do feel I should just go ahead and give the spoiler alert because it's going to be so clear in everything I'm about to say. I think that Greg Kinn is in a distant eighth place in this two person competition. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, listen, I agree with you. Jeopardy is a banger. I'm not mad to hear it. It definitely is very pleasing to me. But I lost on Jeopardy has the exact same melody and hook, but is so it's just so funny to me because it's he lost on Jeopardy, but not the Alex Trebek Jeopardy, which hadn't Mm-mm. even started yet. He lost on the Art Fleming Jeopardy from like decades before. Like it's hard to remember that there was a time when Jeopardy hadn't always been on TV, but uh, Weird Al Yankovic had to reach back into the past for a show that ha- wasn't even on TV anymore, which is such a random, funny thing to do. And also, as someone who has lost on Jeopardy, I am so glad to have this theme song because when <laughs> I was on the show, they make it very clear to you that it is a victory in and of itself just to get on Jeopardy because mm-hmm. I think something like 0.05% of the people who apply actually get on. But I... Went into Final Jeopardy with the most money. I bet too much to try to cover the woman in second place, and I ended up in third. So I did lose on Jeopardy, but I have this song to help me out. I also have the comfort of knowing I won a shitload of money on another game show, which I will say eases the pain. But this, it's just perfect Weird Al because there are so many weird, funny details. Like, he's competing against two contestants, one of whom is a plumber who also has a PhD. Like, okay, great. Yeah. Just the the way that he is able to construct a narrative of absolute getting your ass kicked, you had nothing working for you, is very charming and I enjoy very much. Yeah, let's hear a clip because it's interesting comparing this to other um, Al Juvenilia that we've heard in that you can hear you can hear it learning basically in <laughs> in this song in a lot of ways that it is like um there's still some of the um classic like that guy who does the hand farts is doing <laughs> it still like there. in the foreground of a shot in the video which is <laughs> not the only time that we'll be seeing that this season in fact <laughs> next week he's back um but uh, like you have Dr. Demento, you have Don Pardo doing the voice. Like there are um, things that are becoming more polished and professional, but not so much that you can't kind of see how the tapestry is knotted on the back in terms of the process, which is pretty cool. So here's a clip. This was closer than I thought it was going to be because I really like the original. Um, There is absolutely an argument that you don't need them both. And I feel like you have made it. And I feel like the listeners also made it. But if I had to pick one, I don't know. Like it, it is, like I said, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, but I, right or wrong, am voting Greg Kinband. I don't think it matters, though. Does well, <laughs> I will say, before I reveal the patron's response, let me just uh, say, Judy, our fabulous listener, writes, I lost on Jeopardy and Buy Me a Condo were the two Weird Al songs I had on a mixtape <laughs> that I listened to so often. My dad had to repair it at least twice. So, tells you <laughs> something. It. And then Krista writes, 
in more on your side of things to say, uh, apparently, oh no, I'm sorry. It's Jen. Jen writes, apparently I just missed the voting deadline, but I still want to shout out the original jeopardy. I don't know if I can defend it, but I have a great fondness for the song. Several years ago, the Greg Pin band, the Greg Kin band was playing a show at a mall and I was tempted to go. <laughs> I know not mad about it. Um, yeah. And there was a little table nearby with all of his, uh, novels on it that's right Andy. so but the patrons did ultimately align with me and uh they voted uh like 97 percent went for i lost on jeopardy here yeah i feel like there was also a comment from someone who was talking about like listening to it in the car with their dad when they were a kid and- yes that was krista's comment she said right. I had to toss a vote to Greg Kinn because I swear my dad was the only one to buy that cassette and I was forced to listen to it in the car during the annual father-daughter spring break skiing extravaganza. It was slightly less horrible than the head pins. So there you go. All right. Well, slightly less horrible is not going to cut it this time. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I absolutely understand why uh, Weird Al took this one, and I think that's the correct outcome. Uh, and that puts, he inches ahead a little bit. That puts him at five points, and the field has only three. Well, well done, Al. Indeed. And listeners, again, we will let you know again that we would love to have you join us for the next episode in this season, which we will be about I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Weird Al's I Love Rocky Road. But to hear that, you have to join us at patreon.com slash mastus. And we hope you will. You only are getting half the story here and we would love for you to get the entire thing. Yeah. And don't forget, at certain levels of contribution, you also get to vote. And that is a critical part of this process. Um, If you're not up for that, you can still find us on social media. That's uh, facebook.com slash mastess.podcast. We're also on Instagram at mastess everywhere. You can email us, talk about songs at gmail.com. We, every single one is different. We've really, we've really got to figure this out. There's the parody version and then the real version. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we hope that we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.